Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Believe in Boston College, Episode 6. I'm your host, Trevor Hash, joined by Matthias Kiwanuka and Jeremy Trueblood. BC will face Syracuse this Saturday at 3.30 p.m. at the Carrier Dome. Uh, BC started the season 4-0 and has lost three straight, looking for its first win in ACC play against the tough Syracuse team that's playing well right now. So Matthias and Jeremy, just first, what are your thoughts on the game? And obviously a chance for BC to get back, back on track at the road in a tough environment. I mean, I'm, I'm pumped now after that, that glowing introduction. I mean, <laughs> drop three in a row. That's, that's a, that's a rough, rough start to the show, but now nah, we're good. We're good. Let's, uh, let's get into it. JT, you lead us off. Tell us what your thoughts are. Um, yeah, you know, the losing three games in a row is, is tough. Right. But I, I think, um, when I, when I watched the game, uh, I just can't get over like the stagnant offense where they move the ball and it looks like they're going to, and then there's just no passing game. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> like I've made, you know, in practice, I'm not in practice. Right. And I would always defend my own quarterback till, you know, my face turned blue, but, um, as a fan, you know, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, when do you make <clears throat> a change? And I heard Halfley say that, you know, it was a pretty easy decision after watching the film. I don't have the coach's film, but like when I watched the game film, I'm thinking to myself, you know, they're the defenses that we're playing um, can create pressure or load the box and we can still run the ball. Well, most of the time. Right. But then we can't throw the ball because there's no deep threat. So um, to me, oh. it's a struggle bus you know like it's it's just and then i don't know how do you feel about the defense but uh, i just really would like to see a change honestly but i don't know if they're going to do it you want to see a change in in what say quarterback that's me because i i mean there's only so many things you can place blame on he said it last week and he's the quarterback so he will he's like you can start with me Mm -hmm. and so then do it i mean but the only problem with that is at this point in the season you know it's it's what do you you know you're already seven games in you can't just start a new quarterback right unless Mm -hmm. you're not getting much on offense which i don't see much yeah i I definitely didn't didn't see much on offense you know i'm not here to 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 rip a new one or anything like that you know no one's coming to me for my, for my expert analysis on quarterback play but um no i mean it, it's 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 the the defense played well you know i didn't think that they played great they were exceptional but they made plays man like like that's it's a tough situation to be in when you're out there grinding you're working hard you're making plays you're getting turnovers they, they struggle, you know, gap control, you know, some guys are falling over and, and, and cutting off the defense and, and whatnot. But um, I thought they, you know, they play strong. They fought throughout the whole game, you know, like the whole game, they're battling, battling, trying to come back. So um, on the other side, on, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, um, you know, you said it, you said you fought for your quarterback, right? Like you, you fought for every quarterback that you, um, that you played with. And that's what it's going to take. You know, if there's, if there isn't going to be a change made, then, there's got to be an instance where everybody steps up and and says and decides. All right, if, if we got to give him ten seconds back there, we'll give him ten seconds. Or, you know, if we got to run the routes, you know, extra crisp or, or stay out late and, and do all this and that. Like that's that's the side that I'm on right now. You know, and until the change is made, let's see effort. You know, what I mean, let's see everybody doing as much as they possibly can to get this ship right. Because the bottom line is, you know, we're dropping games and we got to get some wins. And you don't want to start that, oh, let's start looking for next year, that type stuff. So there's still an opportunity. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of, a lot of games left on the schedule. <laughs> I remember hearing, you remember hearing that. We got a lot of, got of games left, got a lot of right. games to play, uh, but it's the truth. It's the truth. And, and um, with the talent, with the, the team speed and, um, you know, with, with, um, you know, how, how much effort these guys have been putting in, you know, it's got to happen. So you guys have been around a lot of coaches and a lot of players over the years. So let me just read what Halfley said this week about Grossell. And I'm curious what you guys, you know, what you think of the comments and how you interpret them. So he said, I feel good with the quarterback situation. I've made a decision, which I've thought about really hard. I watched a lot of tape myself, and then obviously with the staff. We've made a decision, and we feel really good about it. The team about knows about it, and I think for obvious reasons, I'm going to keep it that, at that until we play on the field. That's no dis- disrespect, because I understand what you guys are trying to find out, and you're doing your job. I appreciate that. I feel confident with it. We'll see how it plays out on Saturday. So I asked him, I followed up, how hard of a decision was it? And he said, not hard. Once I really dove in and kind of unpeeled things, I thought it would be a lot harder than it was to actually, to be honest with you. So do you guys think gross self starts? Do you think someone else starts? How do you interpret that? Uh, when I hear that, I would think to myself that he's going to keep him a quarterback because um, what quarterbacks do is lead, right? They lead the team. Um, so maybe the guys are on his side. Like I just said, like when I had a quarterback who I believed in, you know, I'm just going to go out there and say, you don't see him in practice. You know what I mean? There's, and I'll tell you, like, I saw some guys at his feet. I saw the left tackle get beat every once in a while. I saw some, you know, things that aren't his fault. And so quarterback's going to take the blame. But um, I think, you know, what's kind of like ironic is if they did replace him and then uh, someone else doesn't do well, then whose fault is it really? You know what I mean? So um, I think, honestly, though, he's probably going to keep him in the lineup. You think that he's saying that he's going to keep him? One thing that in there that made me think that he was probably going to keep him is when he said, you know, it wasn't hard for him to make that decision. Yeah, me too. Once, yeah, once he once he said that, I was like, okay, that's kind of like, you know, uh, it's not like he's giving him that vote of confidence. Like, you know what, like, like even though the media is out here, you know, calling for your head or they're, you know, they're, they're saying these things like that's, that's what I envision behind doors. It's like, listen, like I, I looked at the film, you know, I saw what you saw on this player on that play. I think to me, um, if, if I was, if I was coaching them up, that would be the, the number one thing that I want to see. What did you see when you threw this, when you threw this pick in the, in the end zone, what were you looking at? Can you explain it to me? If he can, then these, these things can be corrected. You know, if he's just out there seeing ghosts or, or doesn't know, you know, what's going on, that's, that's, Hey, then that's on me as a coach. I, I didn't prepare you well enough, but if there's, there's something that, um, you know, that is just being mistaken or, or something that's being diagnosed wrong or, or whatever it is, then we can, we can work with that. And, um, yeah, I, I think, I think I got that. I think I, I got that sense too. You know, he's probably going to keep them and, and, um, and let them start and use this as a little bit of a tool, use this as a little motivation tool. Like, you know, when, when you got a guy, when you got a coach that believes in you, right. I don't know at what point it happened for you, Jeremy, but you know, when you're a young guy, um, or an old guy, whatever guy, when you're, you know, new to the, the started, you know, the starting role and you get a coach that, puts his hand on you, taps you in and says, Hey, you know what? I believe in you. It makes you want to play harder for that guy. You know, it makes you want to work harder. You pay a little bit more attention in his meeting rooms. You say, Hey, you tap the guy next to you and like, Hey, stop sleeping. You know what I'm saying? Because it's an opportunity and you realize how valuable those are. So for him to come out and say something like that, hopefully it keeps him. Hopefully that's a, you know, that's a little, you know, a little, little battle cry for him moving forward. Yeah, because he's going to need, you know, the confidence of his coach, right? I mean, I heard him say he feels really good about it. And I heard said, we're confident with it. 
And like he said that a bunch of times, right? I mean, I was thinking to myself, as he keeps repeating himself a little bit. And I was thinking when people do that, either they don't mean it or they really mean it or they want to prove a point. I mean, there's all kinds of different options, right? But you're right. As a coach, I would think to myself, is he really that confident? I mean, because we're not doing that hot and um, he's maybe confident that he's a good leader or he's confident they're going to make a decision. Of course he is. That's his decision. He's the head coach. He should be confident in his own decision. I mean, duh. So I don't know. You could be confident. We don't have anything better. So. I know. I mean, what's my other answer? I don't know. We're kind of unsure here. My, not- my, my thought, my thought process is always like, if you're going to make a change, you know, coaching player, whatever it is, you, you have to be intentional with it. You know, there has to be a change. You don't just make changes for change. sake. You don't just say, Oh, we're not playing well. Let's make a change. No, it's gotta be like, what direction are you going? What's the plan? What's the, what's the focus? Like that's, it, there's gotta be intent behind it. So if there's no, um, you know, is strategy it- or, or no you know you know what no way up then you know what like then let's let's just fix it you know what i'm saying we still got four wheels let's let's fix them up and let's go i mean is the season over it would be like the first question sometimes right because it's like that's the number one position on the field right the quarterback it's not over but at the same time are you progressing or are you digressing you know are you regressing are you going downhill yes i mean i i think so when i watch it i mean turnovers and no passing yards um but it's not all him like i said so I mean, I said that before, and it's always true. But I mean, if something if it's not working, change the captain. So I promise we'll get to defense soon, Matthias, but a little more about the offense outside of the quarterback position. So just like, you know, let's say it is Grosso. Let's say he plays solidly well, a little better. He's not he's not Dracovic. That's just the reality. But let's say he has a solid game. What can BC2 to move the ball downfield? Because they've been, you know, they averaged 41 points per game in their first four and 11 in the, in the next three, obviously ACC teams are better. We all know that, but still 11 is just not going to cut it. So let's say the quarterback's position is the same. How can they improve offensively? How can they get the ball downfield? Zero penalties, number one. Um, and, you know, no small mess ups. And that's hard to say, but I mean, you have to run the ball and stay on schedule to run boots and play actions. And, um, you know, they used to be able to run a play action on first down and throw a deep pass. They don't really have that option anymore. So they like, they load the box, they know what we're doing and we still run the ball. So, you know, that's what our offense is made to do. There's nothing else to do. I mean, you know what I mean? Like we're, we run the ball to set the pass and stuff like that. So um, that's my point. If you don't have a quarterback who can throw it deep consistently, then you have no offense. Yeah. What about threatening the edge of the defense? Like, you know, what about, you know, getting on the outside of the defense. And it, it seemed to me like a lot of it was was just run, you know, like straight up, up and down between the tackles. You know, he's dropping straight back. There's not a whole lot of oh, yeah. uh, side to side. You know, it's a completely different ball game. You know, on the other side, um, you know, with um, Malik Cunningham, you know, he's, he's got the ability to, to escape. You know, he's got the, we didn't, it, it's, it's hard to come up with an answer for him. I'm not trying to compare the two and their running styles, but you know, I'm asking you as an offensive player with an offensive mind, like how do you test the edge of this defense with an offense that we have? I, I mean, we run outside zone well, and we do like they tried a few quick screens. I see, you know, and um, like edge runs, but I mean, as far as him taking off running, I don't. I mean, I don't really see that working. You know, like he's not Willie Cunningham. That guy was incredible. Um, but I mean, there's there's plays like that. I guess you're right. I mean, like. There has to be plays like that in the playbook. But the problem is if you throw a bunch of plays in during training camp, like it, it, it shrinks during the year. Right. And so they played a bunch of games with the same offense. You can't just throw a whole new offense in there. You know, most of the time you can try to work it in there, but it's kind of hard just to reinvent the wheel in the middle of the season. So you stick with what you got, huh? You stick, you just stick to the game plan. 
I mean, there's a lot of people who mess up on a like small plays, right? That's just mm-hmm. the nature of the game. But I mean, I saw on a, the easiest blocking scheme on offense is a gap scheme, which is power. So you, you know, you double team. And if a guy runs in your inside gap, you hit him. I saw a player just whiff on a linebacker and they made a TFL. So that can't happen. You know what I mean? That's the easiest block in the world. And so outside, I think anyways, because you could just mash the person over you and then knock them in a linebacker, right? I mean, they, they don't, they do it well. And then they have a little brain fart. So um, how about consistency? I guess, I mean, thank you. I mean, we're four and three. It's not like it's horrible here. Uh, it just, we just, we demand better, right? Because we hope so. Yeah, I think it's got to be a lot of quick passes to Zay Flowers and Jaden Williams and Trey Barry. If you play, just get them involved. You know, the running game is a little predictable at times, which it works to a degree, but they know it's coming. So, and Grossell's having trouble throwing the deep ball, as we've talked about. So I think it's yeah. got to be a lot of quick passes on first down and second down just to pick up four or five yards. That's that's at least how I see it. Um, and now switching it to defense a little bit, Matthias, uh, BC forced four turnovers against Louisville, best defensive game in that regard. Um, not, obviously, the run defense left some to be desired, but what did you see from the takeaway component that uh, enabled them to get a season high in takeaways last game? The effort, you know, high energy, you know, guys are, guys are flying to the ball, even just because somebody's got them stood up, you know, the people are still flying in there to, 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 to punch the ball out. Like, I love that, you know, to be honest with you, like you give me guys who are going to fly and still try to punch the ball out in the fourth quarter, you know, down by two touches. Like, I, I can work with that. You know, like there, there's money to be made at the next level. If you're going to give that kind of effort and you have some talent, um, the, the really, the main thing I saw was, you know, in those zone plays, um, there was, you know, a lack of gap integrity and that's, you know, it's tough. It's, it's a tough block to, it's a tough blocking scheme. You know, you got to keep your feet down and those are, those are drills, man. Those are drills. You got to work that drill over and over and over, keeping your hands extended, moving your feet laterally, pick up your knees, you know, keep your, you know, keep your shoulder in your gap. As soon as, soon as you move your shoulder outside of your gap, that's where the ball's going to go. That's what he's looking for. You know, he's, he's just searching, 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 waiting, waiting for that, that one, um, you know, that one man to, to slip out, peek outside of his gap, try to do too much. And then he's, and then he's going to hit it. He's going to get you. <laughs> if you want to know what gap is the ball's going and just move out of yours, it'll be there. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. And then, you know, the quarterback play, obviously phenomenal um, runner um, in Cunningham and those, that just has to be, you know, you, you can't, you, you can only account for that with, um, with, you know, the team mentality with that group effort, you know, everybody, you can you can rush methodically. We used to say we need to collapse the pocket. You know you gotta you gotta push. You gotta get the the outside um, rushers have to. If you get to the level of the quarterback, you gotta retrace your steps and come back underneath. You can't just run up and down or run all the way around the quarterback. Once they run you by, you're opening up lanes. And then, you know, with the the two interior tackles, you gotta get you gotta get a good push. You know you can blitz them, but um, I don't, you know I, don't, I didn't think that that was necessarily the answer, but um, I just, you know, I just, I, I love the heart, you know, I mean, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna stay positive, to be honest with you, like, I saw a lot of good things. And it was like, at some point, you know, I was, wasn't even watching the score, you know, and I'm watching, um, you know, like Salah, like, you know, with his speed and, and, you know, there's just, there's, there's a lot of great, um, talent out there on the field and the effort was there. The energy was there. The passion was there. And I like that. Yeah, there's a lot of passion. I, I enjoy watching our defense. Um, the high energy guys, I get, I can nitpick like the gap integrity, you know, when people bust 70 yard runs, it bothers me, <laughs> but I, I do like splash big plays too. You know, like the four turnovers are huge and stuff like that. I don't, 
I didn't see many points come off the turnovers that we created and stuff like that. I don't remember those. So that's what bothers me now, you know, is like now that the defense makes big plays, which I think they've been pretty solid. The running game for the, you know, or the rushing yards. Um, I just remember I was going to ask you when I was watching the game, I was thinking to myself, I was like, what would you rather do? Would you rather play a quarterback that like can run, but like that, you know, or like, uh, or have like a free rush for a quarterback who doesn't move much because I, I mean, I tell you, Obviously, you wouldn't want to chase that guy much, but I don't feel like he's a threat to throw it as much. I don't know, you know, as a defender, what you prefer. But I was just thinking, oh, my God, like, how do you not stop him from getting a first down whenever anyone's covered and he just runs, you know? But um, I loved watching our defense. I, I like – I saw safety just lay out somebody after a big run. It's like, all right, yeah, get a big run, but lay on the ground. You know, I yeah. like that kind of mentality. I love it. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. He almost took his head off. Put his oh, he right just stood there. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like to play Brandon Sebastian the deep ball, the interception he had. You know, he mm -hmm. high pointed the ball, like turn your hips around and and to get it. And they always say like get the ball at its highest point. Like that's the stuff I'm talking about. Like we're seeing like athleticism, um, you know, and 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 upgrade in team speed. I, I think that you know that can't be lost. You know, it can't be lost that this defense athletically over the years has gotten better as a group you know i mean we've always had individuals and who stood out but like as a group like they're playing with a lot more like there's nobody not a lot of teams not a lot of people who are just gonna you know run away from us as a defense like we have we have speed so there's there, there's a lot of a lot of good stuff um going on and speed wise there's so much more speed on like both sides of the ball like you're saying i think trevor's I was going to go back to this, Trevor. I was like, you're right. Not to go back to the offense, but like more quick passes, you know, but like, it's about like this team speed and overall is much different than when we were there. Like get the ball in the people's hands who can make something happen, mm -hmm. you know, like, right. So, I mean, on defense, it's been happening and then the running backs are good. So get it in some receivers hands. It isn't Zay Flowers, like one of the best in the country. Get the guy, the ball. <laughs> They're trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> So, you know, BC gave up 331 rushing yards to Louisville. Obviously, that's, you know, probably Ooh. not going not gonna to happen again. It's kind of an extreme number. So, That's a gut punch. <laughs> so, Halfley didn't seem overly concerned. He said he's very confident in the run defense going forward. He says, our system is built to stop the run. He's disappointed, but he's not concerned. And now, obviously, you know, BC gets another tough matchup. Sean Tucker for Syracuse is one of the best in the country. And Garrett Schrader, not the quarterback, not quite as mobile as Cunningham, but pretty physical, overpowering quarterback. So are you concerned about their own defense, or do you think it was kind of an anomaly against Louisville? I want to go back and check and see how many of those rushing yards came from the quarterback, because um, that's not going to be, you know, that's I think it was like 130-something. From the quarterback himself? Yep. Yeah. All right. So then, no, then I'm, then I'm not concerned because you're not going to face a quarterback like that every single week, you know, and, and you can get the other things corrected. Like the things I was saying about like the gap integrity, I mean, it was, it was here and there, but it wasn't, it wasn't, um, you know, consistent, you know, it wasn't like, Oh, they, they just can't get it done. No, I was like, all right, like somebody slipped out of the gap. Somebody tripped over their feet. All right, let's, let's do some more bag drills. You know, let, let's stay after practice a little bit. Let's make sure that we're getting our feet up. They'll be all right. You know, like the quarterbacks like that are not, um, you know, up and down this league. So I, I could see that. And if Hapley feels uh, confident about it, he feels like he's got an answer for it, then you know what? Let's see it. Let's see yeah, it. Yeah, he had 16 carries for 133 yards and three touchdowns. So that's a pretty good day at the office. <laughs> <laughs> that's rough. You tell me, you're asking me, like, would you rather play? No, I don't want to play no quarterback like well, that, man. <laughs> I'll be exhausted. Are you kidding me? You work, you work so hard. And then that's the guy who, like, he'll run all the way to the yeah. sidelines and then get one yard so you just so you don't get a sack. Like, <laughs> Only on, so much bro. you can do. <laughs> right that's true yeah yeah 
I had a different thought. I was thinking more like the lines, like you don't have to worry about it passing the ball as much, you know, and maybe mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know, easier. I don't know how it'd be easier. I was just thinking because I don't like really, to be honest with you, I didn't like playing with a mobile quarterback that much because you never know when he's going to take running off on the inside. And like mm -hmm. you have gap integrity. I do anyways, like where I know I'm trying to keep the guy away from the quarterback mm -hmm. when he takes off running. I don't know where he's going. You know, that's yeah. just, that's his decision. I think, I think when, you know, when I, when I play like in the league, it was a little different, right? So uh, when you play a mobile quarterback, at you know at the NFL level, and when I was with the Giants, we used to rotate. So I played all all the positions up front, right? Um, that's when you don't mind playing inside. That's when you don't mind going into that that D tackle role, play that three technique, you know, because you, you get those ends to run by him, and that's where he's going to scoot. He's going to scoot right. You can fall into a couple sacks like that. You could call it the cleanup man. You could you could play cleanup man all day, um, you know, if you if you got you know defensive guys or linemen at, on different levels, um, but you know, if you're, you know, as a defensive end or a linebacker, if you're trying to affect the game, you know, you want that quarterback to stand there and pat the ball. You want to just be able to focus on that, that one person that you got, you can just focus on that tackle or focus on that guard and beat that man and boom, you know, you got one right there. So what um, about, the th what about the thrill and chasing down a thoroughbred? <laughs> I'm good, man. Maybe, maybe <laughs> my younger, you know what, honestly, I, I had to think about that because, um, at BC, you know, like when, when I was a, a younger guy and I felt like, you know, I was faster than most of the guys out there on the field, like I, there, there, was, there was like a sense of pride in, in chasing down a mobile quarterback. I think when you start getting close to 30, <laughs> that stuff gets old. You're like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Just let him stand there. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I could, I mean, I, I could see that, but um, that, that obviously that wasn't the case 137 yards and you know, no. how many touchdowns that wasn't that wasn't what was going on out there we weren't we weren't catching them so um nah we we need a we need a different game plan we could try you could try spying guys like that you know put somebody assigned to him uh that takes somebody out of coverage and it makes it a little bit more difficult but then you force him to beat you throwing the ball down the field um there's a lot of things that you could do but um you know I'll just, I'll just go back to it. when the guys are playing hard like that, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're attacking the ball. They're playing with purpose and they're fighting throughout the end and we can work with it. You know, we'll, we'll get it figured out. Yeah. Obviously it's a little bit tough when you think you're playing well defensively and you give up 28 points, but there were some positive signs, the four turnovers and just good effort overall, I thought, as you alluded to. So I think the defense is definitely on the rise and I think I expect them to have a pretty good game this Saturday. So I understand you guys have some, uh, some Syracuse stories from back in the day. So, Jeremy, you want to go first? Just what do you remember about that rivalry and what did you enjoy most about it? I remember three games very fondly, or not so fondly, but one of them was like very cold and sleet. And I remember it was my first game as being really cold and I wasn't playing it. I remember thinking to myself like, this is a miserable place to play in cold weather. <laughs> and then it became an advantage later, right? But um, so there was a game where we were supposed to go to the Fiesta Bowl if we won, I think. And they came in and they took the opening kickoff back to the house and then just kind of owned us from there. Was that, so that was, was the Diamond Fairy game? That was a Diamond Fairy game. And um, <laughs> I, I wanted to throw in that, like, I remember getting so frustrated during that game Then Jim Martin and I uh, passed a ran block this guy on a pass play just to be mean. And we had him, like, 20 yards downfield, no joke. And, like, Grant Adams caught the ball right by us. And, like, we didn't even care. We were just so <laughs> mad. We were like, we're going to mash somebody because we were getting our butts kicked. So, like, I hope they go in there and just, you know, they do that to Syracuse because, you know, there's another time where um, I remember our, 
our airplane got delayed. I well, remember, I don't remember that. what time we got there. What time did I you think we got that. there in the morning? How much? Was, how many hours of sleep did we get? No, nah, I think it was. I think it was around four o'clock in the morning. I think it was like three thirty, four a.m. or something like that when we <laughs> touched down. I remember we just we landed, went to the hotel, and then had to jump up. And we didn't sleep because we never thought. We always thought that we were about to go. We always thought we were about to. Oh, we're about to take off. We're about to take off. So if we knew we we're going to be sitting in the airport for hours, I probably would have caught some sleep. But we were just sitting there eating. Remember that popcorn or something like that? In the we were playing machine? games. Yeah, playing games, eating popcorn and stuff. That's that's not a that's not a pregame. That's not a night way to spend the night before the game. But um, what games did yeah. you guys play? Do you remember? Uh, we were playing cards. I remember that. And then we were making up stuff. We were so bored, Trevor. We couldn't find anything. We didn't know, right? So I remember like um, Matthias was talking about like trash bags. I can't remember trash bags and like duct tape yeah, and they were like yeah, going to yeah. try to fix something on the plane and we were like no that's like and then I remember we had to wait on another plane or something and that's a joke but like it was real <laughs> like probably they were throwing away something but we were all like get off the airplane you know um but another funny thing about that day you remember jim martin uh yeah. kiwi yeah he he was uh he's a serious guy trevor and so like we're all just dog tired we're walking in the locker room and it's just quiet this mouse you know and jim sits down on one of those wooden seats and it splits in two <laughs> and everyone starts dying laughing and that was just a thing to come for that game as well because that was when they were throwing money at the field remember then we were like going to the acc and we didn't do very well in that one either so i hope that bc shows up and goes down there and kicks some butt because the carrier dome is a hard place to play it is remember the trap door um oh no only thing i remember is the uh, thing breaking that i was talking about i kind of uh, blocked no, that out there was a um there was a a big spot like under underneath the turf that they had and it's like uh huh. it was like a, a tin or metal like you know hatch or something like that and you would hear it if you ran on um on a certain part of the field you hear like a big thud, like a dumb and it, it felt different and your body would react different i feel like you know it could it could trip you up if you weren't used to it they had a little it's like little the thud home, at the old boston garden home, <laughs> home field advantage yeah i I do remember a field like that. I've played on a few. I remember playing in Toronto and that was like bouncy. It was almost playing on a trampoline. But I do remember somewhere up north like, thinking like, what was that when I stepped on it here like a thud? And that was that place? Yeah. That's not safe. No, no, not at all. Not for world-class athletes. I'm pretty sure, they, pretty sure they got that taken care of, but yeah, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I'm sure they did. All righty. Well, Matthias, Jeremy, thanks as always for joining and thank you all for listening. Boston College will face Syracuse this Saturday at 3.30 p.m. at the Carrier Dome a chance for BC to move to five and three and get a much needed win. Thanks again and have a great night. Trevor, if they win, I'm going to need you to bring the energy next week. I need you to open it up with a, with a, with a, a song and, and a big <laughs> shout or something. I'm going to, you know, maybe turn your camera on, do a handstand. Like I got to, I got to hear from you next week, man. We're going to get this win. Let's go, man. I'll see what I can do for you. All right. <laughs> practice my handstands in the office. In the office. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Take yeah. care, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.